chat with Jim Dolan. Good morning, Jim. How are you going? You're very good, Craig. How's things? Oh, sorry. I thought we had a wee sting or some line or some flash thing to play when you were coming on the line, because it's a big moment in our show. It's a big moment. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to keep an eye on the Rugby League World Cup. The Kiwis are getting underway. And uh, What's your take? Do you like it? I'm just saying, like... Now, the Kiwis just made a mistake, Jim, and then all the Lebanon players ran in, tapping each other on the head, back, slapping. I hate it in rugby, I hate it in rugby league, I hate it in team sports. Yeah, it's uh, a bugbear for me too. It's just, yeah, if, if uh, someone makes a mistake, if you forced an error perhaps, or, but yeah, just saying someone make a mistake, it's... Mm. Sure, yeah, just better things to celebrate and get on with. Oh. And when, now that there's no punching in any sports, when they get right in your face and let you know you've made a mistake, you think, well, you know, 10 years ago, you probably wouldn't have been brave enough to do that. No, no, that's right. It's, I mean, it's a good thing, but in some ways it used to solve a lot of that crap as well, as you said. Uh, you had a big weekend yeah. over the Australia. You had a homecoming for Jack Miller. Yeah, and what a weekend it was on yeah. Saturday. He and his family were chuffed when he got to a corner named after him, turned four at Phillip Island, which is the mecca for Australian motorcycle racing. And then, uh, as luck would have it, or irony, some might call it, on Sunday, that's the very bend where his race is over. He hadn't got a chance to race here for three years. It's his home track, and he was really looking forward to it. And his, uh, he and Alex Marquez used to be real rivals in Moto3 for many years, and Marquez has made some outrageous overtaking manoeuvre of someone else and just crashed straight into the back of Jack so the, you can't be ready for that because you're not really looking in your mirror going around corners and and yeah he's out of the race and uh, to be a bigger man after the race he said there's no hard feelings that's racing I bet that's not what he was thinking as he was <laughs> lying down on the tarmac no, we saw a little bit in Bathurst, didn't we? Uh, people who were trying to hold their tongues in that first hour, but they weren't able to. They sort of, but they do do it well. Like if you're going to stick a mic in someone's face straight after an event, you're going to get a bit of emotion. And I think as a viewer, I actually enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, one day I just think I would love for them to say what they really mean, but this is a, <laughs> a family-friendly time slot. <laughs> uh, did right, uh, right? Peter Valandis, he's always got a vision. What's his next one? Uh, yeah, you think he'd be busy enough that he's uh, he is the boss of New South Wales Racing as well as the NRL, and he's had a pretty big weekend of the racing there where they almost had a record crowd at Randwick, the biggest one for 50 years. And now he's got the NRL cap back on, and he says all 16 teams in the NRL are in the black now, which is good news after the last couple of years and the way things were shaping. And we haven't seen the Dolphins make their NRL debut yet, but he's already making plans for an 18th team, looking which region might add value and add competition to the NRL. And not only does he want to play an NRL game in America, this has been spoken about for ages. They'd like to start the season playing for points in somewhere in America, New York perhaps, LA, or even Utah was brought up. Well, Vlandy says not only does he want to see games there, he wants to target NFL players to make a switch to rugby league because it'll attract American interest and expand the talent pool. How will that work out? Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, you look at it over there, rugby's trying to get a foothold. I mean, even cricket, the gym has uh, been over there as a tournament now on, but unless you fit into the American psyche, it's bloody tough to be able to do. Mm. Well, Victorians in Australia can't tell the difference between rugby and rugby right. league, so imagine what the <laughs> Americans would make of it. And get rid of the shoulder pads and they run for cover. Uh, T20 World Cup's underway, and gee, it was what a start yesterday. Um, Namibia knocking over Sri Lanka. <laughs> 
Yeah, it doesn't start for real. These are the qualifiers that are underway. And in Geelong, we saw the Netherlands beat the UAE in a low-scoring affair, and we thought, well, things are going to plan. And then out comes Namibia and smashes 164 off the two-time finalist and the one-time winner of the T20 World Cup, current Asian champs, Sri Lanka. And then they just really turned it on the field with some fantastic bowling. There were a few nervous moments, some pretty good fielding too. And uh, there was a massive Sri Lankan crowd in Geelong for the game. And that team with just nine cricket ovals and just over two million people thumping the, the former champs, it was a sight to behold. Yeah, I've been to Namibia. Lovely looking stadium too there in Geelong, isn't it? It's, uh, you've got some wonderful cricket grounds that we don't normally see. Yeah, the, the one in Geelong, they're trying to turn into a multi-purpose stadium because that's how you get your government funding these days. And once you get off the wicket square, it's a little bit soft, but they've been working over the years hosting big bash matches there. So I yep. think, yeah, it's genuinely becoming a proper cricket ground. And also the WBBL is underway. We've got a close connection here. There's some Kiwis playing on there, and I coach the Otago women's side. I've got two uh, Susie Bates playing for the uh, Sixers. Gee, was that a strong side? Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're in my hometown of Mackay, and I, I just can't believe it was such a small crowd for such quality games. And the Sydney yeah. Sixers with with three wins, they were very, very impressive. Those uh, ladies, and um, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. Mackay turned on the weather, but unfortunately, I don't know where the fans were. They didn't turn up. But and we've already seen one of the Perth girls. If you get a chance to see, um, she's made a, an attempt for the catch of the season with a oh, Maddie Green jump. <laughs> that was fairly handy too. So the WBBL, it's certainly off and running and there's been some great cricket in it. Yeah, she's a Kiwi girl too from Wellington. And just quickly before you go, Australia, good 42 points to eight over Fiji. So the, the Rugby League World Cup off to a good start for Australia. Yes, and finally, people can stop talking about the numbering system, which was uh, done by the number of uh, how many caps you've had. So, yeah, uh, the game's got underway, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, yeah, a tournament around. Hopefully, things don't go as badly as they did for Samoa, with not only a hiding, but three players injured and out of the tournament. So, uh, fingers crossed, everybody stays injury free. Always good to chat. Uh, thanks. Uh, enjoyed catching up with you, Jim, and uh, BK, I'll be back with you next week. Excellent. Have a great day. One of the scariest things you can hear as a parent is quiet. But if you do get a little quiet time, have a listen to The Parenting Hangover. It's not scary at all. If I bump into a couple and they have a boy and they have a girl, and I'm like, oh, boy, girl, snip. You've got a boy, you've got a girl, get the snip. You're done. You get to figure out what it's like raising a girl, you get to figure out what it's like raising a boy. Save yourself a ton of stress and money. You've got your perfect little family. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.